Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your girl, Miss P, and it is time for another word with Miss P. And I told you I was going to be back for Real Housewives of Atlanta season. I can't believe we're in season 14, and this is episode number two. So let's go on and get into this thing. Well, wait. Make sure that you are sharing this podcast with all you know. I appreciate y'all listening. I can't say that enough. You take time to listen to little old me, my boys. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. So yeah, without further ado, while you're in a clapping mood, let's go on and get into it. So we're going to start with Sonya. She's getting her house together. I mean, her sister Shari is there and her mother. And then she divulges to us that nine folk live in there together. I said, wait, wait, wait. It's her, her husband, her son, her mama, her daddy, her sister, her husband, and they got two boys. That's nine people in a household. How many square foots is this? This is, mm, it's a hell no for me. Personally, I have to do a lot of people's energy in doses. I can't do different energy all at one time. I ooh, Even for like Thanksgiving, Christmas, I get it. People just come on in, but then I'd be like, what time are they getting ready to go? Because, you know, people, when they come to your house, they doing what they do with their house, okay? But then the funny thing, I was talking about this with my husband the other night, and we were just saying, you know, you set the tone for your own household, the energy, whatever. So if somebody walk in and they like, oh, shoot, it's real zen up in here, like the shoes and stuff, we don't put, oh, we just put our shoes over here. Oh, okay, that's what we're going to do. We take our shoes off. Yes, you sit out. We, we sit down. We, we don't sit on a decorative pillow. No, you don't. At my house, that's just how that is. People don't don't sit on the decorative pillow. Don't do that. I've never understood that when people come over. They sit on the decorative pillows or lay on them like they in their bed. Like, I've never understood that or just walk into somebody's fridge. Like, I don't get that. I've never understood that. Like, you didn't buy not a piece of grocery and you all up in the fridge. I don't get that, especially if you're a guest. Honey, I didn't tell you. Yeah, go on in there get you something to drink. Uh-uh, I come from a house where, would you like something to drink? We have this, this, and this. Let me go get it for you, okay? All right, I'll be right back. That's what I come from. So a lot of times it's your upbringing too. Now, granted, with uh, Sonya, they've done that for a long time, and I get it. I get it for her household. She and Ross, they're super, super busy, and they need help with their son. So, child, sometimes the mom and daddy ain't available because I didn't know her mama was her manager, but then you got the sister coming in. She doing hair. So, honey, they need all the support that they can get. I totally understand it, and everybody's situation is different. Um, And like I said, they are her support system. Like myself, my parents, even when I got married, like, it's a package deal. Like, Boom, boom. Like, here we are. That's just how they, they're not going nowhere. It's just, and same with my husband, packaged it. They're not, not going nowhere. So some things you have to go, oh, okay. Now, granted, do they live with us? Mm-mm. But at the same time, they just drop on by to do that. You got it. You understand. But some people got to go on home, especially when they started arguing over a beef patty. I said, see, honey, that's too much damn energy. You argued over a beef patty. Okay. Uh-uh. And the mama is pressed, honey. I said, maybe they caught them on a different day because I was like, why are they arguing like that? It's crazy. Anywho, we are at Charest, the Chateau. Uh, Kenya comes on over, Christina Aguilera. We finally see the interior, but then I was like, no, I feel like I've seen this before and it was the truth because you remember when Kenya was creeping in the basement a couple years back when um, Sheree wanted everybody to come over to the Chateau, but the basement wasn't done. Mm-hmm. So we've seen this before. So now, 
Sheree, what is Sheree's sign? I want to look that up because, baby, Sheree, she gave it to us. She did. Sheree Whitfield, there we go. January the 2nd, 1970. So she's a Capricorn A. Okay. Well, anyway, she was giving me, she gives me Libra vibes sometimes with the extravagance, the extraness. But then when things aren't done, it gives me, a, anyway. Uh, so basically, she's giving me basement bar. I loved it. Girl got a whole massage room. Yeah, I loved it. I was here for it. I was here for it. I, I really was. Congratulations. Good job, Sheree. I love it. It was worth the 80 years that we waited for it. Everyone is enjoying Kenya right now. That's what they're saying. I didn't say that, but everybody's liking her new energy. And yes, energy is everything. It's very, very true. In the last couple of seasons, Kenya, she's just been giving us in. Eh. And in turn, we've been like, eh, back to you. Uh, so they start speaking, of course, about the gala. Uh, Sheree was like, I could have worn my joggers. And I was sitting there like, no, you shouldn't have. But I get it. You know, sometimes people tell you, you need to wear this, this, and this. You get there and you're like, honey, I could have worn what I was wearing to work today. Pretty much. Uh, here comes the bone collector telling Kenya what Marlo said about her, specifically the white fridge, um, Lisa Ray's Range Rover, and here goes Kenya in Kenya fashion. I don't even know Lisa Ray. In perfect Bravo 8 shit, I'm trying to tell y'all. They put a little picture up there. You know Lisa Ray. Y'all done took pictures and shit. I'm sitting here looking at her like, you know you know Lisa. Well, granted, I don't know who you know, girl. I don't know. But fellow bone collector Sonya is FaceTimed in uh, because she was there, but I mean, she didn't really add much to the conversation in my opinion. Drew left her phone at the gala. How the hell you leave? Anyway, uh, Sheree then picked it up and she sent her assistant to pick it up. And who happens to be Sheree's assistant? I said, wait, how? Mm -mm, that's too much. He was bringing bones too about um, Sheree Owen Minor and telling her personal business to Drew. Now, personally, I feel like when you get an assistant, aren't you, especially in those um, circles, aren't you supposed to ask, who have you been an assistant to? Who are you assisting currently? And what do you do during your days? Because if you working with me, this one, this one, and that messy one, you're messy because that's too much energy. You can't be assisting 50,000 people at one time unless you're doing it virtually, you're doing a couple of documents, something like that. But assisting a whole person, I feel that's a lot of energy to me. I guess some people can do it. I can't. But anywho, of course, Sheree is like, I mean, I only use him summer, spring, fall. Like, I don't use him all the time. But I'm sitting here like, girl, you pick your draw up off the flow. She really thinking in her head, what the hell he done told you about me? They start talking about Wreck-It Ralph's entanglement. I said, Ugh. and here goes Kenya. And Sheree, that's what Drew need to be worried about. I said, honey, that's the truth. Anywho, it's time to go to Drew them house. They're having dinner, and they start talking about the archive and how, you know, they enjoyed their evening. Uh, and then at dinner, she brings up Candy's comments about the assistant. And he was like, I fired her. And she was like, so y'all don't talk anymore. He said, look, I didn't say we don't talk anymore. I said, I fired her, and we're not doing business. Drew was in her confessional saying, he loves to confuse me. He's not confusing you, girl. He is not confusing you. He lying. That's the biggest thing. Ain't no such thing as confusion. If a man is talking in circles, um, giving you riddles, saying, you remember? No, I don't remember. You are lying. That's just how it is. He still want to have his cake and eat it, too. <laughs> exactly. He's talking about, she's a 50-year-old woman. I was 12. No, she was 12 when I was born. I'm sitting here like, wreck it, Ralph. Shit. Just shut up. 
Sometimes I want Wreck-It Ralph. Sometimes men just make it worse. Just be quiet. It's it's not helping. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph, though, yes, he is the true definition of a gas lighter with the match included, okay? You know when you go to the gas station um, and they say, okay, be careful, 10% ethanol is up in here, a.k.a. don't be smoking over here, don't have shit going on, or it's going to blow your ass up. That is Wreck-It Ralph. He walks around with caution tape. Like, I seriously, you know everybody talking about red flags. I don't know how she didn't see that in her. Then he says, if you want me to never talk to her again, you say it out of your mouth. I said, "Uh uh-uh, that's prime manipulation. Mm -hmm. And exactly, Drew. She was like, you should have enough respect for your marriage and... (sighs) I'm not going to do that because you're going to resent me later on and in my head I'm sitting here like yeah that's very true but he should have enough respect for his wife and his marriage to not do no dumb shit with an assistant and y'all on national tv well granted I don't care if y'all on national tv I feel like people should have enough respect especially with how shysty men and women can be Ooh, like he's mm, I don't get that and she was like I mean I've I'm not telling you to do that for you to resent me for things later on. And he's like, oh, honey, I've resented you for many things already. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I, and then he walks off. I was like, honey, I can't sit with them at dinner for too long. Like, they literally make my head hurt. And they got that nice caterer, a personal chef coming in, making their food. Enjoy your food, ma'am. Sir, I just, and I know they're doing this for TV, but I'm like, ugh, I can't. I really thought about it and I can't. So now we're at Candy Cane's and she's handling business as per usual. Um, She's doing Broadway now. Did y'all hear about Jesse Williams and his thing-a-lang? I think I want to go to New York. But anywho, I'm here for it. And uh uh-oh, she's talking about Todd, about the schedule. And um, (laughs) he was like, yo, why are you acting like... You do all this stuff alone. And she was like, I mean, I'm just saying when I leave, the flow is interrupted. And he was like, yeah, you be leaving for months and you don't think the flow is interrupted? Like, what? If I leave, you think the flow isn't interrupted when you go for months on end? I was like, ooh. So then she was like, when I'm gone, it's for work. Why? Wait, let me do it in the candy voice. When I'm gone, it's for work. Why you going to Miami? Todd said it just as straight as a board to hang out. I saw, ooh, candy cane. Um, the, fu- mm. the funny thing we figure out that Todd is not a part of the Broadway show. So, of course, when she's going to Broadway and doing things like that, I guess he feels left out. But I'm sitting here like, y'all got Blaze, y'all got old lady gang, y'all got plenty of shit to do, sir. So, I don't really understand. I don't, I don't, I don't really get that. But anyway, um, Candy Cane, she ends up not wanting to finish that conversation about why he just wants to go, you know, to Miami to stag out and that's just it. I was like, y'all not going to finish that? Oh, anyway, so then they figure out that they need to finish the house. See, a lot of stuff is undone. A lot of, when things are undone around you, it'll continue, even in your personal. So um, some folk, in my opinion, don't have the luxury of having all that damn space. Y'all need to finish that damn house. That's all I got to say. And let me hush. I got some stuff in my own house I need to finish. Uh, ooh, speaking of homes, Todd has a Jersey condo with his ex. Well, long story short, he ended up having to pay it off, and now as he is and he's gonna rent it out I guess I don't know um and she was like my name's not on that and he was like my name ain't on this house and I was like 
Ooh, they got a lot they got to talk about. Because I'm sitting here like, y'all making all this money. Everybody thinking y'all hand in hand, whistling and shit every day. And y'all arguing over the pool not being done. He got a house or a condo over in New Jersey. He mad because his name ain't on shit. Like, it's crazy. I, I can't. I really, I just can't. It's too much. Candy and Marlo are talking about Monty life. And yes, uh, for Candy saying, I mean, you can still have a work ethic and have your kids set up for greatness at the same time. I so agree with that. I feel like it really starts with the parents. When you bring a kid into the world, they're a blank canvas, blank slate. They just picking up. And it's on you as a parent. And what does your child see every day? If they see you sitting around not doing shit, not giving a damn, not caring about them, what do you think they gonna do? And do you instill in them how important it is to be successful at anything that they're doing? It don't have to be, oh, you gonna go out here and work. It has to be like right now, like be the best at soccer or, you know, do your best. You have to instill that in kids. Are they gonna be like, I ain't doing shit. Or do you tell them it's okay that you quit? It's all right. You ain't got to do it. Like, mm -mm, because then in life they think, I ain't got to do it. That's not life, sweetie pie. Mm -mm. You can't tell the people, I ain't going to pay my rent. You're going to be out on the street on your ass. That's just how it go. Um, But kids, I hate to say it, kids nowadays, they have too many choices. When I was growing up, you ain't had no damn choice. I mean, granted, for me, I did have a choice in what I ate. That was about it. Everything else, it was like, oh, you going to school. Oh, don't you bring nothing in this house. Less than a B. Oh, we're going to have a problem. You ain't. I remember my mama telling me, you don't have shit to do during the day but go to school. So do that greatly, okay? Or we're going to have some problems. You understand? And I'd be like, yes, ma'am. And that was it. The kids even say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, no, ma'am. They don't. Kids out here, they got phones. Don't let the internet go out. It's crazy. And for my own son, I'm sitting here like, Lord Jesus, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, I mean, <sighs> life just isn't like that. Life is not handed to you. But all these kids out here, these new children, if you don't work hard for what you want, life is going to sit you on your ass. And it's going to laugh at you at the same time. That's just how life is. And parents shouldn't be surprised if they don't want to, if your kid don't want to do much of anything, if you didn't make them do nothing. And granted, yes, kids should have their own mind and, you know, say what they would like to do. But that's the key. Say what you want to do. If you ain't saying shit, we have a problem. But a lot of kids nowadays, I mean, everything is so accessible. You got Google, resources, like, and still don't want to do nothing. It's crazy. So I can understand where um, Candy's coming from, but I can also understand where Marlo is coming from as well. It's like, honey, I can't give them everything. But then I'm looking at Candy like, why not? They're around all of this. Like, that's the thing. I feel like kids, even adults, you should be exposed to the best. Because once you've had the best, you don't want to go back. Or you like, oh, no, I'm going I'm to have the best. This is what it is. I think that's very important. So I agreed with both on different sides. But, um, yeah, you got to enforce greatness, instill greatness, show greatness to your kids. It's very important. And, whoa, Marlo just came out of left field. I thought we were having a great conversation until she was like, I mean, I thank you for the monetary support with the boys. I mean, you're the only one that really does that. But you haven't invited us over for a movie night or nothing. And I'm sitting here like, uh, maybe you should host a movie night. What the hell are you doing, Marlo? I don't, Candy was like, I mean, you have to be the type of friend you want. I said, and that's the truth. Uh, have you started a movie night? Then maybe Candy or Kane will have one of the old lady gang or something. I don't know. How you gonna tell somebody? You haven't invited us over to your house. Excuse you? Ew. 
Um, and she was like, you are more than welcome to come by, Candy. And she was like, that is not an invite, Marlo. It really isn't. I, I so agree. And I'm sitting here like, Marlo, bad taste, honey. Be it. The fellas meet up. It's Todd, Wreck-It Ralph, and Ross. Don't you miss the days of the old Real Housewives of Atlanta means? Y'all remember that? It was a lot of them. But anywho, uh, they end up talking about the assistant. When Wreck-It Ralph opens up his mouth, here goes Todd. Here come the bullshit. I was like, thank you, Todd. You can't find no massage therapist in Atlanta. I said, you can't? Thank you again, Todd. Todd kept calling this man out on his bullshit, and I so appreciated it. And then he was like, I mean, I'm a man. Thank you again, Todd. We're going to start using that for everything. I'm a man. So they were roasting his ass, pretty much giving his ass grass, basically saying, you are ridiculous. And I so appreciate it because don't nobody believe shit you say, Wreck-It Ralph. Don't nobody believe it. So that was funny to me. Anywho, Marlo has a husband and wife team hmm, who manage her, which I, I thought that was interesting. I guess assist her. That was interesting. It's time for homecoming for her nephew, Michael. And I think it's so important to make those moments the best moments because you're not going to have those moments again. So I thought that was so special that, you know, she went all out for him. I thought that was great. And I appreciate Marlo, of course, for telling more of her story. And you can see why she goes so hard as a munty. I, I get it. So kudos to her. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph has a surprise for Miss Drusadora, and he going all out, honey. It was a cute gesture. I have to give him that. Everything was cute. And ooh, I mean, she was like, I mean, they're sitting down for dinner, right? And she was like, I want to make sure we don't have these high highs and super low lows. I want to say, Drew, they ain't even brought out the lobster yet. You ain't even sip on your drink yet. Enjoy, girl. But anywho, she was like, I mean, I want to deal with our problems on a deeper level so we can be healthy for each other. And that's true. It is. And he was like, yes. Um, and now I feel like uh, the order in my life is God, me, you, the kids, and then everybody else. Um, I've been a people pleaser and um, before, and I can't do that no more. And Drew was like, Pfft. Drew said she really stopped saying how she felt um, so she wouldn't get the wrath of Wreck-It Ralph. And that's when everything went downhill. I kind of laughed because I was sitting there like, where this coming from, Wreck-It Ralph? You talking about God, you, Drew, then after that I've been a people please. She talking about the relationship. What, what we talking about? He was like, I would prefer to have a great night and use the rest of our stuff for marriage counseling. So he basically told her, look, girl, this going to go downhill if you keep going down this hill. And she was like, I mean. <sighs> so in my head, though, personally, I did agree. Girl, enjoy the lobster tail, take some pictures. You got your titties all sitting all up. Okay. Boing, boing. And then, you know, it's a time and place for everything. I'm even learning that as a wife. It's a time and place. I can't talk about crazy shit and you taking me on a date. Like, I need to just shut up, enjoy the date. And if I want to talk about some stuff, we can talk about it another time, another date, whenever we have our check-ins. That is something I'm learning, but... In my head, I'm sitting there looking at her like, when the last time y'all went somewhere? Like, enjoy the night. And he was like, I mean, if you value this, great. If you don't value it, fantastic. And I was like, see, you putting your foot in your mouth and you making it even worse. Both are making it worse. It wasn't just Drew. It was him too. And she was like, no, you make me feel special. It shows me that we can make it. He was like, this shows you? It shows you? I said, ooh. I was just looking at him like, Rick it, Ralph. He be changing colors fast. 
And he was like, I mean, I'm going to schedule you with Dr. Ken on how to speak to men appropriately. And I said, whoa, wreck it, Ralph. See, you... The foot was in your mouth, but now the whole ass is in your mouth. You're doing it, and it smells. You're doing a lot. And out of nowhere, he was talking about Dr. Ken and what Dr. Ken said. And she said, well, Dr. Ken had called you a maniac at one time. So we're just going to talk about Dr. Ken. And that struck a huge nerve with Wreck-It Ralph because he was like, do you know the definition of a maniac? I am not a maniac. I mean, just going in. Then, of course, Drew started crying because I mean he's at a wall there's no you can't get through to Wreck-It Ralph no more and then he's like are you ready for dessert looking straight ahead it was just so sad I was looking at that whole scene like damn I bet that lobster good but damn that's sad and she came back and still I mean went to go wipe a face came back and still said can we just please have a conversation and he was like doing stuff for you is just not the move and I was like Ooh, it was like jab, jab, jab. And she was still wanting to talk. I said, girl, you better than me, honey. You better than me, honey, bun. I just, mm-mm, yeah, mm. It was so sad seeing that. Oh, oof, mm. Wreck-It Ralph, you're an ass. You're a huge ass. Drew, timing is important and everything. I'm learning that. But at the same time, you should be able to get your feelings out and feel valued. Your feelings should feel valued. So I get where you're coming from. But at the same time, damn, Rick and Ralph, ew, it's a bit too much. Then at the end, I've seen that doing things for you, I can't. And it's like, see, now you trying to, mm, did you do this because you knew she'd do this? And then you knew that you could just shut everything down and not do anything else for her? See, and them type of people, they be playing mind games. They be doing stuff like that. But honey, either way, that was the episode. Please hit me up on my social media and let me know what were your thoughts. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I will be talking to y'all again soon. Peace, love, and all that good stuff. God bless. Bye.